Welcome to Lasting Truth, a radio ministry of Calvary Chapel, Sweet Hills in Banning, California, where Pastor Ryan Hussein teaches the entire Word of God, chapter by chapter, verse by verse, giving our listeners the opportunity of receiving the full counsel of God. In today's program, we are studying the book of Acts, chapter 27 and 28. Here's Pastor Ryan. You ever notice that about our Bibles? We read the story of God's people and God's love. There's, there has always been a prophet. There has always been a man of God that God has sent to people to kind of warn them and to wake them up. And, and so oftentimes they say no thanks to the extent where our Lord, when he entered into Jerusalem on his... Uh, you know, great, his triumphal entry, wept over Jerusalem, you know, you're the one that, that kills the prophets that were sent to you. And that is really uh, uh, the position of the world today. I think as believers, we have gotten used to rejection, or if you haven't, you should as a Christian, right? Be used, used to rejection. People will reject our message because they reject Jesus Christ. And so, uh, being used to rejection is something that every Christian should get used to. But that doesn't mean that we stop sharing the truth because someone, it'll be exactly what they need. It'll be exactly what they're willing to heed. So we keep sharing with people and the gospel is amazing because it'll hook the most unique people. It'll hook the most unlikely people. And so though Paul is saying we ought not to sail on, guys, I, I believe that it's going to end terrible terribly for us for our lives and for the ship they decided to go with the professionals and we need to be careful of that in the times that we're living in where uh, so many believers are, are caught up with the professionals of this world rather than uh, those that are called by God to help warn the church of what's really going on out there amen that's a controversial statement but it's true it's true this world is under the sway of the devil, the Bible teaches us. The, the whole world, if they are not born again, Bible-believing Jesus followers, then they're under the sway of the enemy. They're being influenced, they're being manipulated, they're being deceived. And it doesn't matter who they are or how much of an expert they are in their fields. It can be lab coats, it can be scientists, it can be doctors, it can be politicians, it can be lawyers, it can be movie stars, it can be athletes, it can be judges, it can be anyone. If they're not being led by scripture, be careful. Be careful to just buy anything because we have to give credence to the word of God. And if the church will not respect its its ordained ministers who are legit ministers there's a lot of fake ones out there right but there's some that are legit but if the if the church will not respect them and their word who will it's like if the church won't give thanks to jesus christ then who will the lord says that elders are to be worthy of double honor so it's it's interesting they went their own way. I was reading in my, in my personal devotions in 2 Chronicles chapter 24, 19. It's talking about, you know, the northern uh, kingdom of Israel being messed up. And uh, 
And, and it says here that yet he, God, sent prophets to them to bring them back to the Lord and they testified against them, but they would not listen. They would not listen. They would not listen. So that's, what's, that's what happens often. God knows how we feel because they did not listen to him either. Amen? We're in good company. And so verse, uh, chapter 27, verse 13 and when the south wind blew softly, supposing that they had obtained their desire, putting out to sea, they sailed close by Crete. But not long after, a tempestuous headwind arose called Euroclidon. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her ride. And so when they first took off, there was a nice south wind that was blowing, nice little breeze, softly, and they supposed that they had obtained their desire, their desired, uh, you know, wind for them to go around the, the island really easily. These men did not listen to the messenger of God. They had Paul there for a reason. And it's interesting how when they did their own thing, it seemed to work out. There was a nice little breeze, and they were able to sail close to the island. But then after a while, a storm came out of nowhere, Euroclidon, just a northeast surge of water coming up because it's wintertime. But it's interesting that for the, for the start of it, everything seemed right on, right? They had their desired uh, wind and and, and in, within themselves, I'm sure they thought, awesome, we made the right decision. And this Paul over here, this man of God, that they had some, no doubt, Julius had some form of respect for Paul, but not enough to keep him there at Paul's word. So they went off, and it looked like everything was peachy peach, which is the case I have noticed with disobedience. Oftentimes, there's temporary success in disobedience. Right, You start off not listening to God, not listening to his word, not listening to his direction, not listening to counsel, and things seem, oh, right, the winds are blowing in my direction, maybe, maybe, uh, maybe I'm right. I've seen it way too many times, way too many times. Paul must have been wrong, maybe they thought. Look at the weather, it's good. A.W. <laughs> Tozer, in whom we're studying at our men's breakfasts, in the book called uh, A Voice of a Prophet, wonderful book. We discussed this very situation, this not listening to God, not listening to God's counsel, doing your own thing, and thinking everything's peachy peach. God did what Elijah asked him because Elijah had done what God had asked. I'm going to repeat that. God did what Elijah asked because Elijah did what God had asked him. The man who will hear God is the man God will hear. The man who will hear God is the man God will hear. If we ignore God's warnings, guys, and counsel, God will chasten us. He loves us too much to leave that characteristic flaw in us. 
too many of us have pawned off God's word to do our own thing. And just to cover it and say, oh no, God's for it. Look at the weather's good. It's sunny outside, of course. If God wasn't with it, obviously there'd be a storm. But it's sunny outside. He must be behind it. There's success. He must be behind it. But then all of a sudden, down the line, something happens. But I believe God brings chastening when we don't heed uh, his word, his messengers, his counsel. The things that we have in our life to enjoy, speaking of thanksgiving, the things that we have in our life to enjoy, you name it. What do we have that we haven't first received? Think of all of the provisions you have. Think about the clothing, the food, the jobs, the finances. Think about your kids, your grandkids, your home. Think about your occupation. Think about your schooling. Think about all that you possess. All of it you have and I have because God in his grace has given that to you. And I believe when we do not listen to the word of God, listen to the counsel of God, do our own thing, that he will allow those things that he has first given to us to enjoy to get out of sync. And you hear, I've, I've seen it time and again, the enemy, I'm in a trial that the enemy has me in. Maybe it's not the enemy who has you in that trial. Maybe your kids are out of whack. Your home is out of whack. Your job is out of whack because God has been speaking to you about a certain thing that you think it's okay to not follow, not do. I see my relationship with God as a very loving and gracious and merciful one. But he's also to be feared. And when he says that something has to be done his way at his timing, I surrender or else I can expect some chastening. Because I'm his son after all, aren't you? So he'll use the things that, oh, we appreciate and love and guard these things. And we pray over here, bless these things. This is what I want your blessing. But like Tozer said, if you're not hearing them, and you're not obeying what he said, you know, three weeks ago, and you're just moving on from that, maybe we've moved on, but God hasn't moved on. That's what I've seen time and again in ministry. People running from character flaws where God's trying to deal with them. And, and they come back later on beat up and battered like they've been in a storm. In 1 Samuel chapter 15, verse 23, the prophet told Saul, for, the, for, the, for rebellion is as, sin, is as the sin of witchcraft. And stubbornness is as, is as the inequity of idolatry. What is it that God is saying we need to change, do, or, or not do? What is it? Storms come for various reasons, right? And thank God that Paul was in this big one because we get to, to learn from um, what he went through. But uh, again, there was a, everything looked peachy peach. The wind was blowing softly, but not long after, a tempestuous headwind arose called Eurocliden. So when the ship was caught and could not head into the wind, we let her drive. And running under the shelter of an island called Clauda, which is south of Crete, the wind is pushed... They're trying to go this way and to stay right underneath the island. 
And they're, they're, they're down by Clouda. The, the wind is just taking them. We, we secured the skiff with difficulty. The skiff, for all those from the hood like me who don't know what a skiff is, it's a lifeboat. It's those little lifeboats that were you know, most likely towed in the back of the ship and was probably filling with water, but they secured that with difficulty. And when they had taken it on board, they used cables to undergird the ship. And so somehow they got the ropes around the big old ship and were able to secure it, fearing lest they should run uh, aground on the Sirtis uh, Islands, they struck sail and so were driven. And verse 18, and because we were exceedingly tempest-tossed, the next day they lie in the ship. So they began to toss things overboard to lie in the ship. On the third day, they threw the ship's tackle overboard uh, with our hands. And so uh, the tackle is the, those pulleys that you see in movies, unless anybody here is into boats and stuff, that they use to lift and and uh, load cargo onto ships and off. So I've, I've just seen it in movies. Like I said, I'm from the hood. So we didn't have that. You know, in those elementary schools in the hood, they always try to take kids on field trips to see things they've never seen, like smogless societies or something. You know, they just, they take them on field trips. So they never took us to the marina and teach us about skiffs and tackle. But anyways, that's what it is. But we see that uh, in verse 19, on the third day, we threw the ship's tackle overboard with our own hands. Verse 20, now when neither sun nor stars appeared for many days and no small tempest beat on us, all hope that we would be saved was finally given up. And so they're at their wits end, but we see that they tried to, you know, secure the skiff, throw out the tackle, lie in the ship, uh, secure the boat in 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 the various ways that they knew how. But we, we learn that some storms, they come into our life to get us to our wit's end so that we stop trying to fix everything, trying to figure everything out. And some of us are fixers and we want things fixed now. And we try to just do it all, do it all. There's no seeking the Lord. There's no waiting for God to give the answers and the directions. We just go, go, go. And oftentimes these storms get us to that place to where we've exhausted all of our strength, all of our energy, all of, I can't do anything, Lord. And finally we let God. Excuse me. I don't... <laughs> I gotta blow my nose. <laughs> you know, my wife went to cotillion school. You know what that is? In the hood, we don't know what that is. <laughs> cotillion school is where they teach you to do things proper, sit up straight, use your silverware, cut your meat right, all that. Yeah, we didn't learn that in Omani. <laughs> So, yeah, but, uh, you know, we're reminded, Proverbs 3, trust in the Lord with all of your heart and lean not on your own understanding. In all your ways acknowledge him and he shall direct your paths. We know that verse, right? But it goes on to say, do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord and depart from evil. 
Andrew Murray has one of the greatest books, man. He was a he was a Scottish missionary to South Africa. He wrote a killer book called Humility. And what it's basically the gist of his book was that humility is being dependent on God. It's not doing what we think is right. It's not doing what we think is right, but doing what God says is right. To go against what God says is right, it's prideful, it's arrogance. And he says every spiritual failure will be the result of pride. Pride he defined as doing your own thing, not being uh, dependent on God, but being independent of God's will. And so, if we can learn by God's grace, hey, Lord, I'm dependent on you all the time. No need for you to send me that storm. That's where we want to be. I'm just going to like, I'm, I don't know what I'm doing. I need your help every day. Less storms. But if we got it all under control, we think we know what's up. All hope was gone. All hope that they would be saved was finally given up. Verse 21, but after long abstinence from food, okay, there's fasting going on. Then Paul stood in the midst of them and said, man, you should have listened to me. I like that. I told you so. <laughs> I told you so. Right? It's not like Paul was in this for their destruction. It wasn't like he was warning them not to go, not to do that for their destruction, but because he loved them. Don't go, don't sail. Should have listened to me. The Lord speaks to this guy. Paul stood in the midst of them and said, Men, you should have listened to me and not have sailed from Crete and incurred this disaster and loss. And now I urge you to take heart, for there will be no loss of life among you, but only of the ship. And so we see here that in the midst of the storm, it was an opportunity for Paul to shine for the Lord. It was a time for him to show how down his God is. Paul shining. They've all lost hope. They've been fasting. They haven't eaten. And he stands up and he's letting them see God through him. Courageous. A good leader. Bold. I, I submit to you that the trials we go through are an opportunity for us to show how powerful our God is and how we trust in his power and his ability to help us. I don't want to be one that faints in the day of trouble, like Proverbs 24, 10 says, if you faint in the day of adversary, your strength is small. I want my faith to soar. I want my faith to be strong and courageous. In Proverbs 28, verse 1, it says, the wicked flee when no one pursues, but the righteous are bold as a lion. That's the kind of faith I want I don't want to fear one man, let alone 10,000 men. That kind of boldness is what we need in the light of all this fear being stirred up by the media and the, the dummies of the world. God bless them to open their eyes that they might see. They're lost, they're blind. And when they lose hope, you're there. I'm there to say there's still help in Christ. There's still help in Christ. That's who we need to be in these last days. It is in the Lord. Put your trust in the Lord. 
And he tells them to take courage. I like that. Or to take heart. For there stood by me, verse 23, this night an angel of God to whom I belong and whom I serve. So we see the source of Paul's courage and strength in the midst of the storm is he realized or knew that God was with him. The difference between him and the rest of the guys on that boat was that he knew God was there with them in that storm. And that's the key. We see that, that they fasted, no doubt. Paul's a praying guy who, who, would, who would encourage the churches to pray without ceasing. So he's praying, he's fasting, he's seeking the Lord, and that is where courage comes from. If you're in a storm, in a trial, you need courage, you need faith. It's only going to happen if you seek the Lord in prayer. If you seek the Lord with fastings, just spending that time. It's not a short amount of time, guys, as, we would, as our f- flesh would like. All right, rub-a-dub-dub, thanks for the grub. But sit and wait. Be still and know that he is God. Take your watch off and don't give him a time limit and don't leave until your faith is soaring, until the fear subsides, until the anxieties go away, till the doubt is crushed by faith. It only happens at his foot. I've been played the last five months I think July 1st since my eye condition and I see everything illuminated doctors don't know what what the deal is what can I do but know that Christ is in the storm with me and I thank Paul I love Paul when I see him in heaven how are your eyes because <laughs> he had eye issues and if he didn't have eye issues then I would really lose hope but I can't because he he was able to still preach and serve the Lord like that so whatever and I have a good family here that loves me so we're, we're good do not be afraid Paul I like that why did God have to say that to him at this point some might think he's, he's been in three shipwrecks already. I'm sure he would have gotten used to them by now and not, and not have been so afraid. Maybe you have been brave before concerning a certain thing. Maybe you have been courageous dealing with children or grandchildren or friends or hurting people maybe God has used you and you've been brave and he's anointed you to be brave at those times humility says go back to the well and get more strength and more courage because even though you've done it three times be humble enough to know that you need him for that fourth time you need him for that fourth time I, I preached across country last, last week to a lot of people and I need the courage to preach to you guys this morning, even though I've done it a bunch, a bunch of times already, even in this condition. That's, we got to depend on the Lord every day. Do not be afraid. You must be brought before Caesar, and indeed God has granted you all those who sail with you. Therefore take heart, men, for I believe God, that it will be just as it was told me. 
However, we must run aground on a certain island. Now when the 14th night had come, as we were driven up and down in the Adriatic Sea, which is between uh, Italy and uh, Greece, about midnight, the sailors sensed that they were drawing near some land. And they took soundings and found it to be 20 fathoms. A fathom is six feet times 20. I think that's 120 feet deep. And when they had gone a little further, they took soundings again and found it to be 15 fathoms. Then fearing lest we should run aground on the rocks, they dropped four anchors from the stern and prayed for day to come. Thank you for joining us today at Lasting Truth Radio. If you're in the area, come on out and join us for Sunday services. We now have two services on Sunday, one at 8.30 a.m. and again at 10.30 a.m. or Wednesday evening at 7 p.m. We are located at 3035 West Nicollet Street in Banning, California. You can also find us on YouTube or Instagram. If you would like to donate to our program, please do so on our website at ccsweethills.org and hit the online giving tab. We hope you will continue to tune in as we journey through the entire Word of God with the teaching of Pastor Ryan Hussein at Calvary Chapel Sweet Hills.